0: Hello and welcome back to the Great Gaming Show podcast, where we've only been absent for four to five, maybe even six months since the last time you've heard from us. Um, it's me. It's your boy, Austin. Uh, instead of being back at it again with Brad, we're actually back at it again with Daily.
1: What's going on, man? This
0: is uh this is one of my close pals. We've been friends for I don't I don't even like since I was it's in third
1: grade. Got to be pushing eighteen years. It's
0: been a long time, but we decided that it's been so long since we put any uh, thought or dedication into this podcast that we wanted to, you know, just sit down and talk about games and start putting it out there because why not? Fuck it. Who cares? And reinvigorate it. Reinvigorate it. So. We decided uh, today we would want to talk about the video game Prey uh, by Arcane Studios, uh, published by Bethesda Game Studios. Um, or Bethesda Studios, I think no, I Not to say. get confused with the 2006 Prey. Not to get confused yeah. with the 2006 Prey. Um, the 2006 Prey is kind of butt. Um, well,
1: okay, you know, this is, this is the 2017 Prey
0: podcast. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it. It'll come up, though. It'll come up. But uh, we just wanted to kind of wing, just have a conversation about Prey, our thoughts and feelings. Um, So here we go. Um, Basically, I have been playing Prey for the past two weeks probably because here in Texas, we just had that big snow in where we had uh, snow come down and we haven't been able to really do anything for a week straight. So I just played Prey. And uh, Prey is a game that I played once before for like maybe 10 hours and I really enjoyed it, but I dropped it and I never came back to it. And whenever I picked up Prey this time, I... I just literally got hooked and I've been even to this day which is still like 2 weeks out from when I started playing it. I haven't stopped. And it's it's a wonderful experience. But I brought Dave up here cuz I want to hear some of Davey boy's opinion on Prey.
1: Man, I'll let me just I'll I'll preface this by saying I love this game. Um I love it feels like BioShock, another game that I really love, but I'm a huge fan of space. I I really love uh, space movies and things like that, so it hit right at home with me. Um, I think my first encounter with Prey was watching the E3 trailer in 2016. Actually, I think I watched it with Austin, and immediately I just I was I was hooked. I was working at GameStop at the time. Immediately put my five dollars down, pre-ordered that. No <laughs> no endorsement <laughs> by the way.
0: Immediately put five dollars. Put five
1: dollars. I was so hyped for it. <laughs> I spent all the change in my cup holder in my car on it. Um, no endorsement for GameStop. I don't work there anymore, but I just I remember. Hyping up customers about it and really getting behind the game, and uh, I I love it to death. Got to be, I would say top five, but I would go, I would be so bold as to say probably top three.
0: That, that's really bold because I would probably agree. With top 5, but I don't know if I would put it in my top 5. It might be my top 10.
1: You just gotta wait till you beat it. You're, you're still playing, you're still, you're feeling your way through it, getting them little feelers in there. When you beat it, you come back to me and you let me know. I mean, but
0: I will, it's it's in some of my top games, because there's not very many games out there that pull me in like Prey does. Like, Isn't that the beauty of it, though? There's You're right. I mean, it's, but, like, it's like Bioshock 1, because, I mean, it's I, we're going to compare it to Bioshock a lot, because Bioshock is literally, or what I should say is Prey is literally Bioshock, but in space so Prey, it, it does Bioshock very well, Yeah, I, it's a very good, I would almost call it a spiritual successor to Bioshock, even though it's not considered to be
1: no, no, I, but it, it's got similarities to that in System Shock, and obviously the wrench and things like that, but also the, the, the gameplay of it the world building, level design almost, I'd say the, the kind of hub worlds everything's a circle, throw you in a level and then they say, hey Go and explore. Go go find the secrets that we've made. This is a story. This is each little area is like a book. Go and read it. Go and explore. Look and into so, it. and
0: it's so well done. Oh, absolutely. Like, like every area is meticulously detailed. Mm-hmm. But it's and that's one of my major complaints about the game though too. Not that it's meticulously detailed, but I play it on a Xbox One X, and this game came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. And the loading times on this game because each level area is so dense with whether it's, you know, like story details or whether it's shortcuts or enemies or or weapons or whatever it is, everything is so dense that it takes the game quite literally forever to load. Like I've had like two minute load times on Xbox. Now I've seen people play it on PC and it loads like instantly, like it's instant load and you're good to go. You don't have any problems. But if you're like me and you're a console scrub, um, it's, definitely going to be load times. It's what kills it the most for me, but I plan on playing this, actually, whenever I get a Series X, because the Series X actually loads it in, like, 10 seconds.
1: See, and I I do... I think the X, actually, the Series... or not the Series X, excuse me, just the normal Xbox One X, actually has... I think it runs at 900p, uh, 30... Is it thirty frames? Well, not not the Xbox One X, but the Xbox One probably runs
0: it at 900p. The One X is the native 4K Xbox.
1: Fair, yeah, that's okay. I take it back. So the X was the 900p at 30 frames, and I believe the PS4 was 1080p at 30 frames, and that could be dead yeah, the, rock. It yeah, could be yeah, 60, yeah. but I do I know it's 900 on base, and 1080. Yeah, on the base Xbox. And the, I mean, PC is. Yeah. I mean, you're reduced to whatever amount of money you put in your hardware. I mean I played it on first PlayStation and then I did it on PC and I was getting I think I was dropping 120 frames and I was I was doing 1440 because that's what my I have a predator monitor and that's what it, it can run. but uh, I mean night and day even in my PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, not, not, a, not to be a PC fanboy, but um, I wouldn't go back to PlayStation and play it. I also prefer mouse and keyboard, but uh, visually and when it comes to actually playing it, uh, PC to me reigns supreme uh unsurprisingly my my two thousand dollar computer ran better than my four hundred dollar playstation so take that you console scrubs (laughs) that's right that's right well i mean is there any
0: like key things that you like like what what's your favorite weapon let's just start there what's your favorite
1: weapon man well would you consider the glue gun a weapon i mean yeah i can equip it but it's to me it's so much more than a weapon it's 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 almost like the swiss army knife of
0: of of weapons that's a
1: great way to describe it um if 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 you're asking me, if it's not the wrench, because it's just it's iconic that fat wrench just taken out. the If they've got jaws, just right on the phantom, it'd be the glue gun. For not only because it it stops the spookiness whenever I am scared, I can just freeze things in place. It's also really versatile uh, when it comes to traversing the the levels, and. Um, I mean I just love it so much. I mean, i i I wouldn't be I wouldn't have found half the secrets that I did without cheesing the glue gun and making stairs everywhere.
0: No, so I did that too. but whenever I play prey, i I think the very first time I played prey, the weapon that really like caught me off guard the most was um the recycler charge.
1: The recycler charge, yes, yeah, absolutely. Charge
0: because when you are, when there was like a group I would I, I love throwing like uh, the typhon lure yeah and then like I literally yeah. I just did this like two nights ago The tie ty- threw the typhon lure down and there was like six mimics that just came out of yeah. like a room and they all just came together and there was one phantom and they were yeah. all standing around it like idiots like so like, like, <laughs> like morons like li- literal Jabrales. Neanderthals like they were just standing around it like what the fuck is this so I grabbed my recycler charge throw it in the middle sucks them into like a black hole I don't even know what it is but it creates, it turns them into resources. So for those of you that don't know, in Prey, there, there's a very, I wouldn't say super detailed, but it, it's it's a pretty well-made crafting system. And uh, within that crafting system, there are materials you have to get. And the recycling um, grenade, you can actually throw down in it, whatever's around it, whether it's an enemy or it's a object in the room, it'll create a resource, like a material you can use to build stuff. So if I was ever running low on shit, but I had a recycler charge, bitch, (laughs) let me throw that shit at the right thing, and then you're good to go. You can whip up some ammo, whip up some whatever, and you're good. Mm -hmm. So I would argue recycler charge is probably my favorite, but... I don't know if you would put that in a separate category as, like, grenades, or would you just kind of lump that all into that's just weapons in general?
1: See, that'd be subjective. The way I answered the question is if, if it's a way to, to fight the Typhon, that's a weapon, right? I mean, if you want to pick up a chair and chuck it, if it did damage, hey, that's a weapon, I guess right? I mean, you could do that in this game. Uh, yeah. Well, after you hit them with a the glue gun and they're not moving, you, you know, WWE right in the back of the, you know, right in the back. That's right. However... If I
0: did have to choose a weapon, like an actual shooting gun, it'd be the shotgun. I think the shot, I have the shotgun. Well, it's the shotgun when it's maxed out. Like I have all the weapon panels maxed out and it's great. Like that gun is top notch.
1: Now I'm going to be a little specific here. My issue with the shotgun is it looks great. Visually, I love that they kept the ammo counter like actually on the gun. Um, it doesn't sound meaty like I want it to and visually, it yeah, it
0: doesn't sound crunchy.
1: It doesn't, no, I want, when I shoot some, I want them to turn crunchy. I want it to be, I want it to hamburger meat, if you will, hamburger meat, but for these weird Typhon organisms, but it, it's not as meaty as I want it to sound. And when I shot it, I wanted more. And I know that sounds weird, but I know when I use the shotgun in Bioshock, you'd shoot it. He'd, you know he'd slide it back and it was just it was much more visually appealing than I think in prey and for me that's why I didn't put it number one it's great I mean don't get me wrong you can mix any gun with the glue gun and it'd be superior um but for me I think the glue gun and then but I, I agree the shotgun's great I, I mean even special. the pistol was great
0: too Oh, yeah but, I mean, but even when I really think about, like, weapon variety and, and prey, there's not a lot. I mean, it's literally, like, you have, what, a wrench, you have a pistol, you have a shotgun, you have the stun gun. A lot of throwables. A lot of throwables. A lot of you throwables. have, like, four different grenades, like the EMP grenade, the recycler charge, the Typhon lure, um, something else that I don't recall. The null, the null wave transmitter. Yes. The one that...
1: That's for the... the not the phantasm. It'll, it'll
0: deactivate their powers. Yes. Like, a phantom will come up and shoot electricity at you, but it'll just deactivate it. Now, yeah. that... That has come in handy a lot for me. So
1: let me ask what difficulty did you play on? Or um, are you playing
0: on? So I usually I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not no I ain't no bitch. So whenever I play any game, whether it's prey, I max out the difficulty. So As you should. It's, As it's, prey should be and I don't know if there's a way I can check in my settings, but I should have it at the max setting, like whatever the hard mode is. So that's what I'm playing it at currently.
1: So I asked that because those throwables become so much more crucial on harder difficulties. Because you're you're consuming more ammo, so you might want to save the last four shells you've got for maybe something a little bit smaller, and you opt in to throw the no wave transmitter and use the the wrench up close. Because um, I, I know the first time I played through the game, I played on just a mediocre difficulty, and I stockpiled grenades and ammo, and it just wasn't super hard. It was almost trivial. Now when I played on the harder difficulties, I find myself or I found myself using every resource that I had. I was fabricating grenades that I wouldn't normally fabricate on the easier difficulties, and I think. I really think to get the most out of Prey, you really need to play it on a harder difficulty. Now, did you, I agree, uh, firstly, right. but um, whenever
0: sure. whenever you
1: played Prey, did you ever read a lot of like the emails and stuff uh, on the computers? If you didn't bring it up, I was going to, because very few, I wouldn't consider myself like a an absolute hardcore gamer, I'm not trying to, I love getting immersed, don't get me wrong, but very, very few times do I find myself actually, you know, I'll start the game, I, I'm there, I'm with it. And I I don't really read the side material. Um, However, in Prey, every time I found a text log or I found an email, I wanted to read. Because not only is it great lore and it's interesting lore and it was great to the world building and level design. But it also unlocked secrets and things like that. And I was like, you know, maybe this is the email that unlocks that safe I found, you know, a, a couple areas ago. And I always found myself reading and finding out something new. And I think Arcane did a fantastic job with the world building. So I'll ask you that same question. Well, mine's a little bit
0: different. So I, I like the email system, I, I guess. I'm not a big... Whenever I'm playing a game, I like games like Prey because it's not it's not just openly holding your hand when you walk through it. Right. Now, when, when it comes to like emails and stuff, I, I kind of associate the two because I'm like, you know, I don't like to stop the gameplay loop to read something if I don't have to so when I'm playing the game I literally will open up every email on every computer that I see I'll open up all of them because some of them you will click an email and it opens up a side quest Yeah, and then it's like hey yeah. since you read this email you open this up go do that so I would open up emails solely for that but I usually would not read them I would just open them. It would activate whatever, and then I would go. On top of that, I'm a little bit of an achievement horror games, so I also open them because there's an achievement for opening every single email. So I I like reading some. I like reading some of like the notes, like when you find a dead body on the ground and there's a note like in their hand or it's on next to them or on their person, and you can read a little bit about their personality and how they kind of got to where they are. That shit I do like. Yeah. Now, because that's just, that's a piece of world building that I'll stop and read. Like this, like we just saw on the screen here. Yeah. Um, but the emails, like, if they're, like, really long and it's big conversations between people, I don't usually stop. And I'll just, like, flick through them, move to the next room, and go find a mimic or two.
1: But, Which is fair. I'm not going to fault you for that. I did, like like, I'd read about a couple people on the ship. And then I'd find their bodies, or them alive later. But most of the time, ninety percent of the time, it was their bodies. Yeah,
0: most of the time. And it was dead.
1: really cool to say, "Oh, hey, I read your email," and that was the end of it. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, you're dead. I read your email. That's great. I'm moving on." Um, for those who don't know, and I'm sure you do, well, most of you do know that what Prey is before you clicked on the video, uh, just just for a, a quick setup here. I know we're already almost fifteen minutes into this. You play as Alex Morgan on Talos One, which oh, is a well,
0: so his name is Morgan. You, Morgan. You. Alex Morgan. You, you, Alex is the name of the brother. You are and you're the Morgan, brother of Alex Morgan. You're
1: both correct, yeah.
0: No, no, no. Their last name isn't Morgan. It's you. You. Who's Morgan? Mo- you're Morgan. You play as Morgan. I might be an idiot. You're a little bit, <laughs> but it's okay. So you play as Morgan You, and his brother That's is Alex That's okay, Alex you. Morgan. Yeah, Alex You. Alex You. They're both brothers yeah. or, or sister and brother, depending on the character choice that you choose. Fair, yeah, okay,
1: so you are, yes, Alex You is your brother. You are Morgan You. Um, You're on Talos 1, this is a a reality in which there's a Typhon, they're called the Typhon, it's an alien life form that was found, and just without going into super duper detail, you're on Talos 1, which is orbiting the moon, it's a space uh, space station uh, by Transtars, the company you work for, your brother Alex is the CEO. You go through some rudimentary testing at the beginning, and you wake up, you've got no memory of what's going on, but you just know that on Talos 1, the Typhon have overrun, and you're trying to figure out what the hell has happened. So for those who don't know, that's kind of the basis of what we're talking about. The Typhon of the Aliens. You are not Alex Morgan. <laughs> you are Alex You. No, you're Morgan you. Morgan Jesus, I'm having the biggest brain fart in the world running you are morgan you dave You're, you smell toast i smell copper i smell pennies I, I taste pennies i smell pennies this might be the stroke i've been waiting on i've been locked indoors too long but that that's kind of the basic setup of this game for those who don't know
0: well and another it's to, to delve even deeper because i it's more stuff that i found out about it too is that this game it does take place in an alternate history as well so it, it's yeah. taking place When uh, back when JFK didn't get assassinated and it's basically him putting all of the United States money towards uh, space exploration Mm -hmm. efforts. So it becomes like they end up creating Talos one and it's a it's a facility that orbits the moon and i assume it's there just for studying purposes just for studying space yeah i
1: believe they said that
0: i i don't remember they probably did i don't remember it yeah. all but it was probably
1: a long email you were like you know what no i need yeah. ch- i have achievements to get <laughs>
0: yeah I, precisely i just i don't spend my time reading the emails enough so uh but that's yeah that's essentially what it is yeah. and honestly it's that that's the best setup i could have asked for mm-hmm. because i don't it's like Bioshock. I didn't need a super deep setup. I just Mm-mm. just give me give me some ideas. I like the base lore. I like the idea of you know oh aliens where they come from. It's great. Like let's start but, it up. Let's jump in there. Why are they here? And you know and you find out I mean, at least from where I'm at, you find out a little bit, but not enough that's actually stuck yeah. for me to remember like yeah. exactly where they're from.
1: Well, but, a, a lot of the storytelling is it's nonverbal. I mean, there's not a lot of t- like after you get to I mean in between missions that's where a lot of the the story is. But during the mission, there's just not a lot of verbal explanation. It's all done non-verbally through the storytelling and those emails and things like that. So I've got a question for you, though. Yeah. Um, male or female? Morgan, you. Which one did you choose and why? So I didn't... I, it,
0: it flip-flops for me, depending on the game that I'm playing. Sometimes I'll pick a woman. Sometimes I'll pick a man. It just It just depends on how I feel at the moment. Um, in this particular playthrough, I chose uh, the male version of Morgan. Fair enough. Um, I have seen some of the videos of the female version, and I another another factor that kind of draws me to male or female is the voice acting. Yeah. And I think the yeah, male absolutely. voice actor is a little bit better yeah. than the female. It's kind of the same reason I chose um, what's her name, Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey over oh, Alexios so good. because the voice actor for her was far better than the male voice actor. But, I mean, they're both still good, but, you know, you know what I mean. Um, so, in this particular playthrough, I chose the male version. What about you? Oh, uh,
1: well, I'm dumb brain, and I chose male solely for the fact of, while well, I was getting hyped for this game, um, the trailer, I believe he was male. He when was. he When he, he kept was. checking. When he so, was. when I was hyping myself up to play this game, I kept envisioning male. And so, when I got it, I was like, well, I've. That's what I've envisioned. That's what I want to play. So that's what I chose. But I don't think the story, I don't think it changes depending on who you pick. No, I or mean, what it, gender changes, you pick. it just
0: changes some dialogue options yeah. slightly because, I mean, they'll refer to you as a woman instead yeah. of a man and, and vice but versa. Your and
1: character never speaks. Like, that's your play. You'll see a recording of you speaking, but you don't really ever speak, so I don't believe.
0: That's true. Um, in terms of your character not speaking yes that's true yes. Um, however you do have a personal robot it's that has your operator. voice it's yeah. January in yeah. the office they have your voice so whoever you choose that is the voice you're going to hear like through your headset all the time yeah. so like January is always giving you mission updates and like prompts and stuff so he's always talking in my ear and it's in Morgan's voice and I'm not going to lie I like his voice actor a whole lot yeah. I, think, I think he does a really good job for what it is He's very, I would agree he's very solemn he's very calm um, he, he, he's really good, I guess, at not projecting a lot of emotion. Cause like as a robot, he doesn't have any emotion, but it's, it works out. I think in this particular situation, I think it works really well. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of touch on too, was, um, there's a couple things actually. So like graphically, like, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, also, before you answer that question, do you also have a preferred, like, enemy type? Because you have, like, your mimics, you have, like, your Phantoms, you have the Cystoids, which are byproducts of the Weavers. Oh, yeah, you, have, you have the Nightmare. Like, you have uh, the Telepaths and the Technopaths. There's plenty of variation when it comes to enemy types in this game. I just didn't know if you had a preference on that. But I was also curious on just, you know, how you felt visually. Because the game, to me... I think it looks fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it looks great. I don't think it's like triple A, like this is the best game I've ever seen. But I think it gets the job done. I, I think it's it's better looking than like say like Dishonored, I would almost argue.
1: Yeah, but the people don't look like clay. Yeah, most people don't look like <laughs> yeah. clay. Well if you notice the, the the humans in this game don't they're the honestly to me, one of the weakest points of the game. Uh, when you look at them, they still kind of retain that you can tell it's arcane. Because that that they classic
0: have that, that y look.
1: That classic, yeah, like that's a that's a square on an oval on some like long stretched out ovals look yep. to them. Definitely. Um, so to answer your questions in order, graphically, I was I think for 2017 it looks just fine uh, on my PC. The only issues I, I had some screen not screen tearing but I had some like texture pop in on some smaller items every now and then, but mechanically it ran, it ran fine. Um, it looks to me, it's, it's great. Uh, I love the color palettes. I, I really, especially love the color palettes, like with the, the different areas and things like that. Um, I think the textures on some of the smaller items, like the med kits and, uh, the resources when you use, um, the fabricator and things like that, they look fantastic. Um, and off the top of my head, I can't really remember any time. And I was like, wow, that was just kind of gross looking. Now, as far as the, the enemy types go, oh, that's a good one. You brought up, like, the Technopath and things like that. I love the elemental versions. Of, of, like, the Phantoms? I do. I I think those are fantastic, but the game's bread and butter when it comes to enemies is the Mimic. The Mimic, to me, it's... They're all spooky, don't get me wrong. I might be a... a, I am a bitch, let's be honest here. I don't do scary movies that well, and uh, scary games, you know, they give me the business. But the Mimic's... They made me, it's not so much I was expecting, yeah, yeah. it's a jump scare, but it, they, they actually slowed me down. They would. I would go in a room, and I would be genuinely fearful of another jump scare to the point where, before I continued the mission, I needed to make sure that room was empty, you know? Uh, so for me, Mimic. And then followed behind the different elements of the Phantoms and things like that. Now, so the, phantoms, the
0: Phantom, they had, a, they had a thermal Phantom. The electric <clears> one.
1: They had the electric, the voltage, I think. And then they have the ethereal Phantom. Which is, yeah. Th- those those give me the business, too, because they leave those puddles. And if you're not looking on the harder difficulties and you just sit in them... They, uh, they will
0: knock your ass yeah, t-
1: into the dirt. Next no. thing you know, you're looking at the ground wondering what happened. And you're loading back to a previous save. Yeah, so uh, in
0: terms of favorite enemy types, I mean... But I would probably agree. I think the Mimic is probably my favorite. Um, now, the greater Mimic can eat my ass. Oh, absolutely, uh, yeah, no. Because it it's just stronger, and it just comes at me out of nowhere, and it just punches me in the fucking throat every time I see him. Oh, yeah, the giant but, spaghetti monsters. You know, and another, and this is just another thing, I don't know if you remember since the last time you played Prey, like, if you have any, like, enemy types you didn't like, but, like, boy howdy, get don't get me started on the poltergeist. Like,
1: oh, yeah. The,
0: I walk into rooms, and all of a sudden, uh, this thing, poltergeist like it has the power to make you levitate yep. and it'll throw you into a ceiling and to just kill you on impact mm-hmm. you hit that ceiling dead and yep. i'm like okay cool so where are they at and if you don't have the psychoscope like equipped you can't find it yep. like it's just an it's an invisible enemy that runs around rooms thankfully they're very rare to find i think in my most current playthrough i'm 20 hours in i think i've seen three my entire playthrough yep. but that's enough for me to fucking hate them.
1: Well, they're not they're not common because they are pretty di- especially on those harder difficulties, they are uh they're, they're they're tough. Even on normal, I mean, not being able to see your enemy is tough, but you're forgetting one real crucial enemy, mm-hmm. the nightmare. Oh, right. The nightmare. Now, the nightmare is a the, the largest Typhon. Uh second, well, I don't want to get into that. It's it, the largest fightable Typhon in mm-hmm. the game.
0: Respectable, yeah.
1: Um and it only shows up uh, as you progress in the game, but it, it it is, a, each area he'll show up and he'll just stay in that area. But he For, hunts you it's, it's a three minute timer. Three minute timer. And it lets you know that he's there. But it's an enormous typhon that generally, unless you're really kitted out, you don't want to go into combat with. I always find, I found myself hiding until I knew I could beat it. Because glue gun doesn't work on it. Bullets, I mean, eventually they'll work, but he'll give you the business before. Like I said, harder, harder difficulties, you don't want to fight him head on. But to me... He, that was a, that was cool. I liked the, that, that also added a, a level of suspense to me that, um, you know, I, I'd go in a new area and as I'm waiting for the loading screen to finish, I'm, you know, my heart's starting to beat. I'm like, you know, I really hope the nightmare's not on the other side of this. And sometimes he was. And, then you know. And, yeah. And, and you're
0: right because even in my first playthrough of Prey I think I killed him one time mm-hmm. there was one time where I actually killed him but he keeps reappearing because you, know, you know because you know and they're fucking what are they uh, aliens they just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. but he, he'll he just reappear and his ass will just come down and fucking beat your ass anytime he can yeah. but at this playthrough I have not fought against him at all I, uh, I hide into rooms um, and when he does find you he has the same electronic attack as phantoms do but he shoots like 15 of these like electric orbs at you instead of just one that the phantoms do so when he shoots these 15 orbs they're also uh, like heat seeking so if you're like if you're a oh boy if you're not there or if you are there and you're in the wrong place at the wrong time he will fucking mop the floor with yeah. your ass and that shit has happened to me a couple times already classic um, case of the facing concrete loading screen uh, that's it absolutely facing concrete um but that's another thing too, just outside of the enemy I was just um we have a gameplay video running of prey in front of us, and it's reminding me of things that uh I liked in this game, but I know we touched on it just a teensy bit, but the exploration aspect of this game there was there's been so many things that I have found in this game just by simply stumbling upon like there's even there was a side mission that I did where I don't remember what I did but <laughs> but there was a Excellent. side mission. But at the end, you got this, this briefcase that was it had neuromods in it, mm-hmm. and you could, you could use them. But the, the briefcase was in a room that I had already searched, like mm-hmm. I, I had already picked clean, but it was hidden so well, like, I there's no way I would have found it. Yep. I, it was actually, it was hidden, like, in the ceiling. Yep. Like uh, I, know
1: what you're, I know exactly what I you're talking about. I had to, like, about.
0: jump up there to get the yep. briefcase, and I was like, wow, like, I, and it just makes me think, like how many areas are like that in this game, where I just completely bypass shit because yep. I just don't, I don't know where it's at or I just don't see it. I don't know how you feel about the exploration. Oh, I don't know. If,
1: I mean, therein lies the real beauty of the the world building that Arcane has done. I mean, it is it's fantastic. It 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 always leaves you with that. Did I find everything? You know, if you're a completionist, you're just going to be scanning back and forth and and looking being, and
0: being a since you touched on that, being a completionist in a arcane game is fucking hard. Oh yeah. It's well, it's not hard. It's tedious. It's it's
1: just going to have you going back to something on the internet to see like, did I find everything? Cause where is this?
0: Where is that? Um, there's constant replays of areas Mm -hmm. and of the game itself. Like this game to get all the achievements on it. There's a playthrough where, where you don't use any neuro mods and there's Mm -hmm. a playthrough where you use only human and then only alien and then both. And that's four playthroughs right there. So, I mean, and there's also, there's just so much. Like, this game, it's so dense with content that I I appreciate that, like, they don't even raise the price from 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, games like this, and then, like, and it, it just baffles me, too, that people, like, there's people out there that they only play stuff like Call of Duty or, like, Battlefield or something, which I think playing those games every now and again is great because I enjoy them, too. But when you completely bypass games like this, like what, what are you getting out of the medium of video games when you don't play something like this? Like this gives me such an appreciation for storytelling, for the people that develop the games. There's so much that goes into prey and games like it that I just I, I don't understand people that wouldn't want to try something like this. In my
1: opinion, I mean that's fair. You know I do enjoy the occasional Call of Duty game, um, but this is my. You know, this is my bread butter. This is what I love, the single-player uh, immersive storytelling. And something I wanted to touch on, too, I know we've talked about the, the world building three different times now, but we're watching this video and it completely could have been missed. There's a dead body on the ground, and the, the gentleman playing searches the body and finds a treasure map, which starts a side quest. And that is just, like the to me, the smallest tidbit of the amazing world building in this game and that, that nonverbal communication that Arcane has done. Like, for instance, I, I remember times when I'd find a safe, and there there was no reason I should know the four-digit combination, but I'd keep exploring, and I'd go further in the level. I, I might even go to a whole new area, and I'd find a sticky note that has no reason to be in there, but has that coat on it, and I, I could go back and open that safe and, and get the goodies that, if I just wanted to blitz the story, yeah, I absolutely could. But I, I was rewarded for exploring and, and kind of just looking a little bit deeper into that. And because of that, it, it made my playthrough easier. I might have found a Neuromod or two, made my game a little bit easier. Got a do power up. Got a do alien power that made my world a little bit easier.
0: And you know, like that you just described, I'm sure, you know, um, what do you call it? Metroidvania yes. gameplay. Yeah. This game does that superbly. Yeah. Like it is literally the definition of like 3d, uh, Metroidvania game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's excellent in that sense. Yep. Um, now I know we've talked a lot of praise on this game, but there is, there is one problem I have outside of the loading screens. And you may or may not agree with it, but I'm just like you. I'm watching this guy play this and it's just reminding me of things. And the, the gunplay isn't super great. Like the, the, the weapon handling is not super great. Um, it's, it's plenty fine. If you're familiar with playing dishonored, like his dishonored was, you know, it was, it, it felt clunky, even in Dishonored.
1: I, I would describe it as stiff. Like your ear, yeah, gun, it's just very stiff.
0: It's very stiff, and you know, even when you're using like something like the wrench to like beat an enemy, to me, it feels like you're almost like, it doesn't feel like you're close when you're swinging it. Like you, it feels like there's a yeah, there's a field of view, there's something going on where it doesn't feel quite right. But it is not a make or break situation on the game. Like it's, it's definitely playable. I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't play this game because of the gun play or, or the way you can swing a wrench. But it's just something I noticed that it doesn't feel super good, but it feels good enough.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. I'd, I'd agree with that. It, it does feel. It feels like Minecraft Steve swinging a wrench. Like you're yeah. it's just. It's very stiff in the shoulders, and uh, a good way to describe it for me would be like with Call of Duty, whenever you turn and things like that, it feels like you're you're turning your head, but your shoulders, and it's 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 smooth. The gun is moving uh, in your hands and things like that. Where in this, it just feels very. Like, your guys constantly walk around in the giant, like, a, the biggest flex I've ever seen. And that's
0: the thing, like, because, like, you know, Call of Duty, it's it's built to be a yeah. first-person shooter. So, like, that you expect it yeah. to be really good. This is built with, I feel like this is definitely, like, exploration-centered. Yeah. Like, this, you're playing this because you are wanting to, to, to experience story. You're wanting to experience, uh, you know, characters. You want to experience enemies. You don't so much, because you can sneak through this whole game if you yeah. wanted to. You don't have to use your guns and stuff, but I will admit some of the sneak options are a little bit weak. There's yeah. not there's not a whole lot of sneak to be had. I mean, you can do it. I mean, there's definitely neuromod upgrades
1: where you can make your character completely silent. The security, I think, is what it is. The security yeah, branch something of something
0: like that. Yeah. Stealth is
1: enhanced, I think, with alien powers. If you go the the compute the complete human route, you're really just a, you're a dude reduced to just sneaking. Whereas you get the alien powers, you can you get the mimic powers, you can turn into a cup and sneak around. I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm rolling around as a cup fighting aliens. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so unique.
0: I'm telling you, when I do a New Game Plus playthrough of this game, I'm going to have alien powers. Like, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. That shit's baller as fuck. The, the, the
1: drawback to the alien powers, though, is the ship now reads you as an alien. It's You've got alien, because you're splicing alien DNA into yourself. Um, so the, the automated turrets that are plentiful around the ship, they do see you as an alien, and they'll give you the beans. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Hard difficulty, they'll give you the pork. And the beans. I mean, you're right.
0: Now, there is a way to counter it, just for you people listening. You can hack them mm-hmm. to counter it, but you also have to have a high enough hacking skill to do that. And then you also have to be able to get to the turret before it kills you to hack it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's stipulations put in place. But, but if, hey,
1: you get to turn into a cup.
0: Hey, but you can turn into a cup. That's and right. And you can fucking roll up on that turret. And you
1: can fucking steal that yeah. shit. A so, whole new take on Cuphead. Uh, so, we talked about combat. We Talk talked to. about the immersion, talked about the story, talked about a lot of good things. But something I think this game is, and it's I think it's known for, because I've heard the the praise on it. Uh, man, the soundtrack. Oh yes. Talk about soundtrack. immersion, man. Mick Gordon, slams <laughs> it, hits it, destroys it out of the ballpark. Daily straight got me to download the
0: Prey soundtrack to my phone because oh, yeah. I I don't remember if it was. I drove in a car with you or you drove in my car and you plugged your phone into to my, uh, my CarPlay stuff. Mm-hmm. And then before I knew it, like I was like, damn, what the fuck is this shit? And then I realized it was Prey, downloaded the entire soundtrack, um, but I listened to it. I wouldn't say regularly, but every, every now and again, I'll pop it in and I'll listen to it. I don't think the soundtrack on this game gets enough praise for what it is. I think... I think it's really well done and I think he does a really good job of really making you feel isolated Mm. or scared because even like the the Typhon music like when you're sneaking in a room and it's just you and them Mm. because there's there's some areas in the game where there's a lot of there's plentiful NPCs but you know that's very few and far in between so when it's just you in a in a murky, gross side of the ship that no one's in, everyone's dead, and you hear this really solemn, like scary, like three um, piano notes, three piano notes. They like very reminiscent of like your Halloween. <laughs> mm, I, that's a great way to describe it. Actually. Like it, it's very much like that. Like it's it's real spooky, but. It does it really well, and playing this game with some headphones, honestly, it would probably scare me, and I, I don't get scared very often. I'm not like Dave, I'm not a he-bitch, so I, I don't well, get scared. Our, well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's, a, that's a great take. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's a great take. I don't get scared too easy, but you know, it happens from time to time.
1: Yeah. But, uh, man, the soundtrack, I'm telling you, I mean, it, the game opens with, uh, it, it's called Everything is Going to Be Okay, that's the song I showed you. I mean I'm a sucker for that eighties synth wave, uh with the retro feel to it. It's got a, a great way of introducing you to it. Uh, you're in a you're in the, the helicopter going across the skyline and you see, you know, Arcane Studios is on the bridge. Uh, it'll cut from Honestly
0: that. the the entire
1: <laughs> there's I could
0: talk a lot about this game, um but I will say the intro though, like when you that I don't wanna spoil it if you guys haven't yeah, played don't. it. Yeah. But the intro to this game is incredible and it just it, it's, it's great. I would love to talk about it, but I would like to make this podcast spoiler-free um, of, of most story content on any game that we talk about, yeah. but specifically this one, because it does really good stuff with that.
1: I know this game, like even the collector or the, the deluxe edition with the, the DLC Moon Crash, it, it goes down all the time on Steam to, I mean, it's, I've seen it. I bought it for $7, and I felt like I was stealing. Um, even if you buy this game for $7 and you only play the intro... I still feel like that That that's, that that's in itself is a great experience. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I you know what? I own Mooncrash, too, and I still haven't played it. You know, as, as much as I praise this game for 35 and a half minutes, um, I also have not played Mooncrash. I'm getting back there. Ever since you started playing it, I replay, I'm i replaying the game, um, and I'm trying to get to Mooncrash because I loved the trailer for it, uh, the You Spin Me Right Round, and they were like the... Re- redoing it and it being procedurally generated just adds that much more replay. And that's another
0: thing too. Whenever Mooncrash was announced, I was surprised because I thought yes, I didn't know Prey yes. was
1: getting any more DLC. I wish it got more. Well, like I think that's all I got, it got. Well, like, it got that Typhon Hunter mode, which was multiplayer, but it seemed really cool. But I I, I never got a chance to personally play it. I see. But I, I don't. I didn't get good reception. It's got that that specific DLC has mixed reviews on Steam right now, and I, I think I read some of the comments that nobody's playing it anymore um and I, it just didn't get great reviews and honestly they, it's cool but I'm, I'm here for the single player experience
0: yeah i mean i it's like bioshock 2 when it had multiplayer Yep, it's like it, it's not something that should work and they try to make it work and i i think it's cool that they try but yep. it's at the same time like i feel like that's resources that could have gone to more story dlc yep. moon crash is cool but i could you imagine just like a story dlc like like, how did that NASA space shuttle, like, how did that get to where it
1: is on the outside of Talos? Be a great prequel DLC. Be a great prequel b- before DLC. Before Morgan wakes up.
0: Yeah, be like, all that. Yeah, And
1: it could end with them, like, being jettisoned out into space and then him waking up. But uh, a lot of untapped potential. And I hope, I, I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly how well Prey sold, but boy do I hope it sold well enough to get a sequel. I want it to
0: have a sequel. Yeah. Like, it's one of those games that I don't ask for sequels a lot because it's always very tentative, because, you know, the first one's always the best, usually. Yeah. And I think in a lot of video game sense, it's usually the second one can usually be really good, because they just improve on everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. If they could make a a second one of this game, or even, like, a big DLC that dropped, I'd be all for it.
1: Funny enough, the only other game I want a sequel so hard 4, as, as much as I do as Prey as another space game, is if I could get Dead Space 4, but not make it bad like 3. 3 wasn't bad, but 3 was mediocre. If I could get another Dead Space... I never played 3. I really want to play 3. You're not missing a whole lot, but 1 and 2 makes me want a sequel enough. 2 is one of the best like yeah. survival horror games I think I've ever played. But that's the space theme for me. It's the it's the isolation of space, and um, I know we're getting close to time, but the, the you in this game, there are other humans... Um, cause I went through and I, I got the achievement for finding cause on, on the, the computers, you can actually track down every person on Talos one. You can account for them. And that's an achievement. Most are dead. Um, I'm, that's unsurprising if, the, if they were alive, they'd be walking around, but there are a few alive, uh, survivors, but they're, it, they're not frequent enough for you to feel like you finally have some connection. You are alone. You do feel alone. The, the most contact you've got is with January or your brother who keeps his distance so it it's that, that space isolation that really gives me the, the goosey woosies <laughs> Well,
0: speaking of time, we are coming up on time. Our goal for this podcast, at least the reinvigoration of this podcast, is to not make episodes probably any longer than about half an hour, even though we kind of hit our time uh, this time around. But sometimes that just happens because there's a
1: lot to talk about. For These some games day. are damn good. We're not going to choose a bad game. Well, you know, we might. I don't know. Oh, I will. Oh, 100%.
0: Uh, the very first episode of this podcast that me and Brad Indigo did. Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy yeah. is okay. terrible. That's oh, fair. I at haven't least, played it, so I can't speak on at it. At least to me, it's terrible. You should play it, just to see. It's <laughs> you know, I'm too ironic. busy. I'm, I'm playing Pray again. Oh, you're right. Prey's too good. Yeah. I mean, don't just... You do that. For the meme, right? If, if I have to do it for the podcast, <laughs> I'll do it, but... That's, man, so... Anyway, we try to keep these around 30, 40 minutes long. Um, we just want to talk, like, just real, like, highlight good points about games, bad points about games, and then move on to the next one, so... <laughs> If you guys see this on our social media or if you guys uh, shoot either me or Daily, just a shout out, uh, we could, we'd could, we love to get recommendations on games. That'd be cool. If yeah. someone just was like, hey, play this game or hey, talk about this, I would totally do it. just depends on what game it is and if I own it. Uh, if I don't own it and I've never played it, I don't know, maybe, but I've played a whole lot. And I know Daily's played a whole lot too, so we've probably played most, and I wouldn't say most,
1: but a decent chunk of what's I don't out know. There. We like I said earlier, we have a tenure at GameStop. Uh, I'd say for the the, at least the 360 and PlayStation era, I probably hit about eighty percent. And I try to stay away from the trash. But yeah, that's true. Like Prey 2006 or Uh, seven. It's not trash. Okay, (laughs) listen. I love Blue Oyster Cult because of that game. Okay. Isn't that the only song on the soundtrack? You can shut your dirty mouth. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it might be, but damn, does it hit hard at the beginning? Okay. That had a great intro too. Don't let don't sleep on Prey 2006. All right, if you can, it's ninety nine cents if anything just put it on your shelf because it's a I wouldn't say it's a prequel but it's got the same name as this magnificent piece of art so just go don't be a a hater yeah sure of course (laughs) (laughs) but anyway thanks for sticking
0: around if you stuck around this long this has been your boy Austin and your boy Daly what's going on brother so we will see you guys in the next one
1: yeah hopefully it's next week if not uh, we'll be back we'll figure it out yep goodbye